0: We're studying the story of our great redemption, the innocent Jesus giving his life for guilty humanity. Again, our foundation scripture, the preaching of uh, Peter on the day of Pentecost, because you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you give your Holy One to see corruption. And we said that the word Hades here, speaking about the soul of Jesus and his spirit, of course, being in Hades for us, is the same Greek word that's used for Hades or hell, of flames and torments that the wicked rich man was taken to in the teaching of Jesus in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 24. And that that was the place that Jesus went for us and suffered in our place after he left his physical body dead on the cross. And we began to look at the Messianic Psalms 88, because in it we have a picture of Jesus suffering spiritual death on the cross, and then when he was ushered into hell on our behalf. And we've looked at this now for three or four uh, uh, teachings, and you need to go back and get the fullness of it. I'm not going to explain everything again. This psalm, I said, could not be speaking about anybody else, but the Son of God made sin with our sin and what he suffered, and we've been seeing how it meshes precisely with many other scriptures and the book of Isaiah 53 and Psalms 22 and all of these things Uh, it meshes with with all that we've already seen and uh, verse 3 my soul is full of troubles and my life draws near the grave and I'm just going to read through here and now in verse 4 I am counted with those that go down to the pit. I am like a feeble man, free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom you remember no more. And by your hand they're cut off. You have laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness in the deeps. And that's the lower parts of the earth that Paul talks about in Ephesians 4, 9, where Jesus was raised up out of, which is Hades. And then it says in verse 7, Your wrath lies hard on me. You have afflicted me with all your waves. Verse 8, you have taken my friends away from me. You have made me a hateful thing to them. I am shut up and I cannot go out. And that's like that rich man. He couldn't leave hell out of his own volition or by a decision of his own will. And actually Abraham said to him across that great chasm, you can't come out of there and come over here. And we can't come out of here in this protected place where we are and go over there. Now, it's interesting that Jesus in his teaching used the word Hades, not referring to where Abraham and Lazarus were, but where that wicked rich man was, suffering and in torments in flames. Verse 9, Psalms 88, my eye mourns because of affliction, O Jehovah. I have called daily on you. I have stretched out my hands to you. Now remember he was for 3 days and 3 nights in the heart of the earth. And then he says, "Will you do wonders to the dead? To the dead? To the dead?" That's talking about to himself because and if you'll look at this right and you'll study it correctly, you'll see that it was referring to the fact that Jesus had died prematurely at 33 and then shall the dead rise and praise you. It's talking about coming out out, out of the realm of the dead. And one translation says, Shall the departed spirits rise and praise you? Selah. Shall your loving kindness be declared in the grave? And that's talking about the physical resurrection. Or your faithfulness in ruin? And the the Hebrew word here is Abaddon. That's the same word that's translated Abaddon in Revelations chapter 9. And it's talking about the place of death. And it's definitely talking about the abyss where Jesus was for us for three days and nights. Shall your wonders be known in the dark, and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? Now let's go to verse 13. But to you I have cried, O Jehovah, and in the morning my prayer shall go before you. O Jehovah, why did you cast off my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? Now does that sound like anything you heard? Well, That his soul was cast off and that God hid his face from him is unquestionable. You remember Jesus said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's right. And you you find in the book of Isaiah where it talks about uh, that he was cut off from God. And it says, I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer your terrors, I pine away. Your fierce wrath goes over me. Your terrors have cut me off. They surrounded me like water all day long. They have come together around me. You have taken my familiar friend far from me and those who know me into darkness. Now that's Psalms 88, 13 through 18. And again, his soul was cast off and God hid his face from him. And uh, like it says in verse 14, we know that. I mean, remember Acts two twenty-seven that we started with. You'll not leave my soul in Hades. His soul was cast off into the place of the wicked dead for us. And then Psalms 22 and verse 1, and also in the New Testament, you hear him cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? From the time that Jesus was a youth, he was keenly aware of his mission to die for us in our place. Have you ever thought about it? That Jesus was born to die for you and me? That's what he came for. He came to suffer for us and in our place so we could go free and have heaven as an eternal home. Now, I'm telling you, folks, had Jesus not gone to hell, we would have not made heaven. But thank God he did go in our place. Jesus suffered, in verse 15, every bit of God's wrath by taking in himself all the curse, the sin and the death on the planet all at one time. God's wrath was fully expressed against all sin and unrighteousness when God put our sin and all its consequences on Jesus. Jesus suffered the full impact of the curse and death for us. That's why this psalm tells us he was cut off in verse 16, the same as Isaiah 53 and verse 8 tells us. Amen.